1: And everything in between, CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast.
0: And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Barton Simmons. I'm Chip Patterson. And we are here for an extra special edition of the Cover 3 Podcast. That's right. This emergency podcast is here as we break down the commitment of Damon Payne, five-star defensive tackle to the Alabama Crimson Tide. We'll get a little bit on pain, get a little bit on the Tide, the race for the number one class. Uh, he just made his announcement on CBS Sports HQ and a uh, very cool thing as we've seen, you know, Tony Grimes, another five-star, make his commitment on CBS Sports HQ. So be sure that you go and check out the video, HQ.com and all the analysis on the commitment on the CBS Sports HQ side of things. HQ.com on the CBS Sports app and on all of your Apple Roku devices, Barton, Damon Payne, five-star in the 24-7 sports composite ranking, number 14 overall prospect, Uh, coming out of Michigan, going to the Crimson Tide right here. I guess for starters, let's go with Payne. What's been some of your uh, analysis here? Because I love one thing that you've explained on a previous podcast that what has been different about this particular cycle in the rating and uh, the ranking of these players is that you've really gotten to dig into tape uh, what have you seen from Damon Payne that is encouraging
1: yeah, I mean he's a beast <clears throat> he is uh I think he's one of the more explosive sudden athletes at the defensive line in this class uh, he's he's got legit size he's got legit athleticism he's got awesome film. Um, he's, he's really, a you know, one of the, I think truly like no brainer defense alignment in this cycle, uh, and composite five star, uh, let's see where he's ranked for us. He's right like, at 32.
0: So four yeah. star, but also that like number 32, that's like the top four star in y'all's rankings, right?
1: Right, right. Like if he, if, if signing day were today, he would be a five-star for 24-7 as well. And he's you know he's top 15 in the composite. So I think that that's a pretty fair representation of kind of what he brings to the table. Sean Robinson is a comp we've thrown around for him a little bit uh, in terms of yeah, just sort of a um, really dominant interior guy that can play a couple different spots, fits in nicely for that Alabama system. So uh, not, not – like no, no doubts here. Nothing, nothing to question, nothing to, to parse in terms of what kind of impact this guy can have. I and mean, he's, he's an elite, elite talent. And, you know, I mean, Michigan guy, Midwest kid just sort of adds to this continued Alabama national push. You know, they got a Michigan kid. They got an Ohio kid. They got a Mississippi, Louisiana, Georgia, Texas, Florida, five from Florida. Um, you know, it's just it's uh, it's the necessity. You know, that's where they're going. Alabama's recruiting everywhere, and this is a this is a big one.
0: The uh, other schools that were in the running um, were Kentucky, Arizona State, USC, and this what the twenty four seven Sports Crystal Ball had it really gone pretty much flush Alabama in the days leading up to his commitment. What would you make of the fact that this you know out of Michigan? defensive lineman prospect doesn't really have uh you know i mean no big 10 schools here near the top not not a real uh no michigan right there is there like what's what happens to be the the connections or or the lack thereof that allows for for that kind of that kind of grouping of finalists
1: um well and by the way uh our our coaching assistant coach draft recently um the lead my my running backs coach for Barton A and M, Charles Huff, was the lead recruiter on Damon Payne and was prior to the commitment and continues to be after the commitment the number one recruiter in all of college football according to the 24/7 Sports recruiter rankings. So uh, and, that, and that's with Vince Morrow also, to flex.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, and the other thing, like the, the thing with this is, um, like I was laughing about this a little bit. Um, as I was driving home here, about to record this pod, um, is like if you are a a if you follow recruiting, or if you're new to following recruiting, maybe, and you're expecting some sort of uh, nuance and drama and. you know the the underdog stories and like if you're if you're a film buff and like you're into like the artsy films or like an indie film that's got a you know a really uh, you know the 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 villain wins sometimes right. or sometimes the you know the the protagonist does die at the end or whatever it is like recruiting might just not be for you because <laughs> this is just this is just a mindless action thriller and at the end of the mindless action thriller. Alabama is going to be at or near the top every time. Because this 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 narrative throughout the spring, which was a, a fair narrative at the time, was like because Alabama was was ranked really low in the recruiting rankings. No one had any doubt they weren't going to rise. But Ohio State was running away with it. Clemson was running away with it. And Alabama, get, because they were waiting for spring evaluation and camp season to really go on a lot of their, their targets, was – wasn't really even in the mix with, I wouldn't say they were in the mix. They were in the mix with a lot of really good players, but there was no the 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 through line to like forty fifth ranked class in the country and number two ranked class in the country wasn't apparent because, and then they got J C Latham, who was the number one office attack on the country, who. Was supposed to be going to Ohio State for a long time, and and everyone thought was going to add to this ridiculous Ohio State class. And then it felt like something started to shift when that happened, because ever since then Alabama has just been just plucking, teeing off on these five-star top one hundred recruits, and they got a bunch of them still left out there that they've got a chance to get. And so all of a sudden, the narrative of oh, is this going to be the year Alabama? You know, just the the, the quarantine the circumstances are just gonna be too much and Nick Saban you know can't pull together this you know elite class that we're used to seeing forget all that noise we're, they're sitting here at number two and all of a sudden it's it's no longer such such a given that Ohio State is gonna have the number one class in the country Alabama is is right there um, climbing fast and they were number two before this commit they're number two after the commit and they're just they're just cutting into that lead from Ohio State.
0: Yeah, Dallas Turner, um, another one that has uh, has come on there, and it, just about a week ago. Yeah, I think a week ago on Sunday we had number two offensive guard Terrence Ferguson uh, join the join the class as well. And to your point, you know, you mentioned when you said forty five, like forty fifth, that that is a very specific. Barton's just not throwing that out there because back in May Alabama sat at number forty seven in the country, and now uh, up to number two the The Alabama class. Do you believe that the Alabama class is going to chase Ohio State down? Because I think that with now that that has been framed here, we have to realize that Ohio State has also been blitzing uh, through the at least you know with the class calculator and everything else. They've been blitzing through the rankings and pulling away with that. What does that look like for Alabama? Who you know as you obviously know and mentioned uh, still have a lot of work left to do and traditionally have always been in there with some of the best players right until the very end.
1: So the average star rating isn't the be-all, end-all for identifying who has the best recruiting class because there's a lot of ways that can be manipulated and be misleading, but um, it is a good sort of indicator as to maybe what's what's to come as other classes catch up in a number standpoint and, and just sort of, Give you uh, some information in terms of just sort of the pacing of the class. And Ohio State, the number one class in the country right now, um, is has nineteen commits with an average star rating or an average uh, composite rating of ninety four point nine four. Um, Alabama is only has fifteen commits with an average star rating of. Uh, actually, I'm not even sure. I hadn't updated yet since this commit, but it's it's probably. Around that, upwards close to 95. And so as we look at this class, like the point is like this is – when you look at Alabama, what's left out there on the board for them, they have 16 commits now. Um, other guys that they could land realistically, Amarius Mims, five-star offensive tackle, uh, Mason Smith, uh, DeQuincy McKinstry, uh, who's top cornerback in the country. Jason Marshall, number two cornerback in the country. Brian Thomas, uh, top ten receiver. Like These are all guys that are realistically in play. And so, yes, there, there was a time when it felt like this is just a foregone conclusion. This year, Ohio State has the number one class. We'll see who gets number two. And then J.C. Latham committed Alabama. And now I do think there is a legit kind of race on our hands for the number one class. And that's not to say there's some others that can't join in too. You know, there's, there are some, you know, Oregon sitting up there at number three in the country right now. Um, they're not quite pacing the same way those others are, but, you know, LSU, um, Clemson still got a really high average commit. I'm sure Georgia's is going to make a strong run as well. So there's uh, there's plenty of movement still to go, but it's it has to me, uh, seems to have, you know, kind of, Position this thing into a an Alabama Ohio State battle now for number one.
0: You could also make the argument that college football in general is not the art house of sports.
1: No, <laughs> no it's not. It'd be, I mean, if you're looking for the art house of sports uh, or college sports, uh, I, there's probably a better example than this. But I mean, the NCAA tournament allows for some Cinderella stories. Correct. I mean, it, you know, there's there's some dips and turns, but we've talked about this a lot. I mean, that's why like we're, that's why recruiting matters. Why recruiting is important is because the most talented teams typically win and there's upsets and underdogs and all that. But the last team standing at the end of the year are, are typically the teams we thought would be standing at the end of the year. And recruiting is no different.
0: Do you think that for Alabama's staff and you know, your Barton A&M's uh, running backs coach, obviously leading the way on this one, do you think that this Alabama staff has settled in a little bit after we underwent – I mean, Steve Sarkeesian obviously was a, a name that cycled up in the last, uh, last spin of the coaching carousel. And, you know, he, because of his own experience, could end up taking a job elsewhere. But with uh, Pete Goulding settling in as the defensive coordinator, seemingly with a lot of runway left before he would be on to take off, does it seem like that staff has settled into a little bit of a comfort, almost, you know, a, a new, ready to rock out here for the next two to three years, try and, try and make another run in the national championship?
1: It, yeah, I think it does. I mean, you've got. I'm just looking at the staff right now. I kind of pulled it up. So Pete Golding, what is this? Like his third year uh, on staff. Um, yeah. So so and and I feel like this. So Carl Scott came on that same year. I want to say I think Jeff Banks came in that year. Um, uh, I think did Salson Siri come in maybe or Charles Kelly come in that year or maybe a year later. Um, and like so we got so so you have these the the new blo. Of like Pete Golding, Jeff Banks, Charles Huff, who's a stud recruiter, Carl Scott, and then you have a little bit of the old, the old, Kelling and, and sincere. Sar- yeah, uh, um, and and, and um, uh, Starkeesian probably fits that mold. Um, and so, yeah, it feels like there's a little bit of a, um, I don't know, the right balance right now. Starkeesian is certainly like, look, it doesn't. I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter who's the offensive coordinator, but. As long as the guy doesn't screw it up, like they're going to be good on offense, and Sarkeesian ain't going to screw it up, and um, and he might, you know, he may very well be a great offensive coordinator. I'm point being is like he's he's certainly good enough, and they're recruiting. They've got like their aces that are that are settled in as recruiters, and you've got, you've got your old heads that kind of know how 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 Saban likes it done. So after a few years of of Turnover. Uh, I think I, I, I agree with your your sort of observation there. Like it feels like this this is settled nicely um, with their staff.
0: And then it's uh, it's one of the reasons why I might be on angry Alabama to win the title in twenty twenty.
1: I know, man. I'm I know. I'm not. I'm right there. It's a, it's a boring.
0: I mean, it's a boring pick. But boy. Hey.
1: You know what? Like The race for number one in recruiting is Alabama, Ohio State. might be the same race in the field, too. It's Um, always pick
0: the action hero to walk away from the explosion just in time and save the day.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. Uh, He is Barton Simmons. You can follow him on Twitter at Barton Simmons. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. We'll be back with a very special edition of the Cover 3 podcast on Monday afternoon, so be sure that you subscribe so that you can hear it first. Barton, thank you very
1: much.